Hello and welcome to the Irish Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Halton. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and financial independence enthusiast, sharing my financial freedom journey. Stay tuned and welcome aboard. I hope you've had a good start to 2023. In today's episode, I'm looking to cover something that's been on my mind for a while. And it's one of these episodes where I've had notes on this on my phone for a few months. I've just been compiling some ideas on it. There's a little bit of a myth or a lie in the FIRE community. And that's around the early retirement aspect of the FIRE movement. Many of us, like myself, probably read and listen to other fire related content and sometimes i think we're not getting the full picture take myself for example over the last few months i've been obsessing a little bit in relation to working out my fire number basically the number that i need to hit or the portfolio value that i need to hit in order to retire and this is typically calculated by working out your annual expenses and then timesing it by 25 and it's quite easy to obsess about this when you really come down to it but the trouble of course is that it's very difficult to predict future year's expenses simply because we don't know what could happen to us in our lives. So this one particular story about a gentleman from the blog livingafi.com, I'll link it in the show notes, who retired relatively young and basically adopting some sort of lean FI, lean FI being where he basically has enough to cover his basic expenses, but he still needs to continue to live a frugal life. And he had a fairly good life for four years or so. And then he ended up getting divorced and he ended up having a medical complication, which had a fairly big impact on his life and certainly a costly one. And so he returned to work. He points out that he did withdraw more than 4% a year during that period. So he was withdrawing more than 4%, but fundamentally his life changed and the whole numbers changed as a result. And effectively he was no longer financially independent. And look, it's easy to take a story like that and feel the fear, this fear of thinking, oh my goodness, I'm trying to get to a number and then retire for say 50 or 60 years. However, I think for most people, and certainly the story in relation to livingafi.com is I think somewhat unique because I'm starting to wonder if the reality might be a little bit different. And I'm gonna give some examples here because naturally that's what makes this sort of stuff fun. So Mr. Money Mustache, I don't know, Mr. Money Mustache has over 500 articles on his blog and I'm a little bit proud to admit that I've been reading from start to finish a lot of his content recently and fair play to him because he started the blog in 2011 when he was already retired a couple of years. So he really was early to the game and, and has been a hugely inspirational person behind the FIRE movement. But there's an update here that I read on his blog and it reads, since retirement in late 2005, we're still ending up saving even more than 20,000 per year described in an example above, meaning we're on track to save several million extra dollars saved by the age 65. Now I will link all of these articles that I mentioned in the show notes if you want to see that I'm not telling lies here. Effectively what Mr. Money Mustache did is he retired on what I would possibly describe as some sort of lean FI number. Now keep in mind that he was extremely frugal already but he then adopted his best life so to speak and that involved continuing to work in some form of another. And in 2005 he actually moved from being a software engineer or software developer and he followed his true passion if you like of carpentry. And I understand he was building a lot of stuff, he was involved in building houses and so on, he still got paid for this. And of course 
as the story goes in 2011 when he starts the blog the blog does become a very big hit and my understanding is is that his wealth has actually increased hundreds of times over since he actually initially retired in 2005. I would be very surprised if Mr. Money Mustache has ever withdrawn from his portfolio. If you've been following The Mad Scientist, again, another excellent blog and podcast, he says in his year three update, when I was preparing to leave my job, I built up a little bit of cash cushion because obviously I didn't expect to have any income coming in after leaving. So I wanted to have more cash on hand. Then, ironically, that's when the mad scientist started to make more money. So I've never had to tap into that cash reserve. And I've earned more money, and yes, I've tried to invest as much as I can over the years so that I don't build up a huge cash cushion, but it has grown more than it was even then. Let's have a look at 1500days.com, which is an excellent blog in its own right and somewhat ironic because the author of the blog, he had this whole 1500 days countdown to financial freedom and yeah, he did it and so on. And now he basically says, ah, look, I don't like it when people have these countdowns on their blogs to when they're going to be financially free. Go and enjoy the journey, he says. Look, which is, yeah, fair enough in hindsight, but ironically, he didn't do it. But anyway, here's the quote from him. When I quit my job, I kept right on working. The work is different but it still consumes vast quantities of my time. Five plus years later, I haven't let up, but I'm finally at peace with slowing down. But now I've finally calmed down. I have the project house to finish and then some work to complete on the home I live in. Then I'll give the tools a rest. Instead, I'll work on the podcast, Spanish, and a new website project that I've been thinking about for years. I'm thankful that I own my time and I choose to do what I do and that makes all the difference. Now, for anybody that's gone and checked out 1500days.com, it's a fascinating blog because the numbers are kind of ridiculous. So the author originally wanted to retire on about 1.1 million US dollars. And as of late 2021, his portfolio had risen to over 5 million, almost five times what he had originally hoped to save. It should be noted naturally that his portfolio did drop in 2022, but last I checked it was around 3.7 million, still hugely more than what he needed, yet still he hasn't tapped into it. Last one here. Brad from Choose FI, again, another really popular blog and podcast. Brad retired from his full-time accountant job three years ago at age 35 to focus on his financial independence website and podcast, Choose FI. Laura, his wife, also an accountant, stopped full-time work when her daughter was born but prepares tax returns from her home during tax season, mostly to keep her skills sharp and because she enjoys it. The income from Brad's website and Laura's seasonal work is enough to cover their living expenses so they're currently not drawing down from their savings. And look, this is all well and good, but do I have a point here? And I do, and I'm going to get to that now, and I'm going to cross-reference that with another article that I read. So particularly early on with the FIRE movement, a lot of the blogs and the content was all about this one way to retire early, which was typically be a software developer with the ability to earn really decent money and be able to be extremely frugal. And look, that makes sense in terms of some guys who initially did it and made it look possible. But for so many of us, that isn't necessarily a practical approach and it's simply not possible. And yes, the irony is not lost on me that I am a software developer. And initially the movement was all about this extreme way to do this and look let's retire in less than 10 years and so on as it's become a little bit more mainstream that side of it has i guess people have sat down and gone look this doesn't work for me this formula was great for that person but it doesn't work for me and so some of the newer stuff in the fire movement i think is really really nice so a lot of the stuff that the moneyflamingo.com blog talks about in relation to coast fire and flamingo fire makes a lot of sense 
And it was actually Tina from moneyflamingo.com that really brought this stuff to my attention. She called it the great financial independence lie, which is this concept of building this huge portfolio and then supposedly retiring and then not needing to withdraw from it. And it makes you think a little bit of two things. One, what is this really all about? And two, if we know we're not going to be withdrawing from our portfolio, then why do we bother with this huge goal and waste potentially years of our lives in a job we may not like when we could actually go and create a better life today. I'll start with the latter point there and if you do go and check out the Money Flamingo blog there is a heap of content on there and I'd highly recommend it because Tina mentions the fact that if you get to a point where you've actually saved half your financial independence number half your FI number, that in theory, if you then went part-time or started just almost feeling like you are retired and creating a better life and and creating a better life with the concept of not withdrawing from that portfolio, well, that portfolio will just grow in the background and eventually you'll become financially independent anyway. The second is this, it's it's a blog from saviortour.com and I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, so apologies, but I'll again link in the show notes to this particular article. And the author says the following, the FIRE movement isn't about retiring early, nor is it about money or not working for someone else. It's about gaining freedom. Many people are dissatisfied with their career. Maybe they feel trapped, unfulfilled, or would just rather be doing something else with their time. Whatever it is that makes them want to leave the traditional workforce, what you're really after is freedom to choose. I read somewhere that FIRE would be better termed F-I-F-E because that's what the movement is really all about. Financial independence so you can have freedom early. That's what FIRE bloggers are really pursuing. Blogging allows them the freedom to choose where their income comes from as well as the freedom to choose when and where they work. This freedom also allows FIRE bloggers to pursue more of their personal interests. FIRE was never about money retiring early or not working for someone else. It was about having more freedom and choice. Fire bloggers aren't truly chasing fire. They're chasing F-I-F-E. All right, so definitely food for thought. And look, a lot of the fire bloggers, in fairness, have made significant money from their blogs. And I should just point out, in case you have been a long-term listener, that one of my goals here is not to make a cent from the blog or podcast and it's part of my disclaimer and I'm pleased to report that I haven't I've actually lost money on the blog but look it's something that I really really am passionate about and for me the big upside is the people that I get to meet and I've met many amazing people and friends through doing the podcast so I'm thankful for all of that but it's also a huge opportunity and a chance for me to vent and talk about a lot of the stuff and in fact I was talking to a friend the other day another fire colleague and I mentioned the fact that particularly these days of the cost of living crisis, talking about early retirement and financial independence amongst our peers and our friends outside of the FIRE movement is even less of a thing to do. It's even more of a taboo than it was, say, back in 2019 when I started the podcast. So having an escape and a platform to be able to speak and talk about this stuff and get feedback from you guys on content that I do release is always hugely appreciated and welcomed. So look, There's a lot to take away from here, and I haven't even started talking about my own thoughts on this. And it should be noted, I'm not trying to put bloggers and some of the guys that retired early in a bad light. That's not the point of this. The point of this is to actually say, look, maybe have a look at your own financial path. And I will comment on that before I finish the episode. But I do want to finish with one more quote, and that's from Mr. Money Mustache again. Because again, I mentioned there's 500 blogs on his article, and he is often criticized for the fact that he has made income post-supposed retirement. And he has his own definition of retirement, which I think is really, really useful. He says, retired means you no longer have to work for money, and you are aware of this fact. You can then proceed to do whatever you want, as long as you do it consciously and of your own accord. If you meet this condition and you feel retired, 
congratulations, you are. All right, again, I'll link to that article. It's a good one. And so I want to I want to finish with relating to how I feel my own fire journey has changed because of doing a lot of this reading and, and thinking about this in some sort of deep thought. And I mentioned earlier on that I spent the last couple of months really trying to focus on my FI number. And it should be noted too, I'm now five years into this journey. We've built a portfolio of now just under 350,000 euros. So we have done relatively well, I think, in terms of going from basically ground zero to where we are today. But it's easy to get caught up on withdrawal rates and fire numbers and so on. But the reality is, if we follow and adopt Mr. Money Mustache's definition of retirement and understand that, hey, look, chances are we are going to be earning some income in retirement, then it really doesn't matter what your FI number is. It's I don't want to say it's irrelevant, but at some point, we just need to adopt a retirement mindset. And so I came up with this very simple concept, and particularly after 2022 and this high inflationary environment that we are in at the moment, trying to calculate your fire number when inflation's running at 10% is next to impossible. So I thought about this. Our current expenses as a family run at roughly 40,000 euros per year, and we live a fairly fulfilling life within that 40,000 euros. Now, there's always going to be exceptions to that. For example, we hope later this year to make the long and expensive journey to New Zealand for a couple of weeks. Part of living away from your homeland is that you do have to venture back every few years and it's now been five years since we've been back. And from budgeting and everything in, I suspect that trip would cost us no less than 15,000 euros by the time we've paid for flights and everything else it goes with it. And yeah, for those who have been down to countries like New Zealand and Australia, they are really, really expensive. And I often think to myself, if I were to adopt early retirement, is that a trip I would no longer be able to take? See, it's quite easy when you're still earning income, particularly when you have a high savings rate, to say, right, I might just save less for a couple of months to be able to pay for that trip. And that's easily doable. But in early retirement, that wouldn't necessarily be possible. So we can easily get caught up on the numbers. We can easily imagine ourselves getting some sort of medical condition or cost of living just does spiral out of control and very things like that which can easily change our fire number and so the adoption that I made was don't worry about it just pick a number and so the number I picked was 800,000 euros as a fire number and the reason I picked that number was because at a 4% withdrawal rate which is likely the minimum that we would be looking to make potentially if we weren't going to be earning any income that would still bring us in 32,000 euros a year which is livable it's certainly a frugal lifestyle but it would cover all our basic expenses I suspect uh, and at least more than likely if we were to adopt a 5% withdrawal rate which I've commented on the blog before I think is doable in Ireland given that we have all of this extra stuff state pensions free healthcare at 70 typically a lower cost of living as we get older we don't have to worry about things like health insurance and so on that a 5% withdrawal rate is probably doable in Ireland that would give us the 40,000 euros a year that we need. But then when you consider that, hey, chances are there will be some form of income coming in, whether it be from freelancing or hockey coaching in my case, or just whatever other income I think to do from a passion project or whatnot, then it really doesn't matter. And the reality is that the 4% rule was designed for somebody that was not going to move off their path. They were going to take 4% from day one and adjust it for inflation every year from there on in. They weren't going to not withdraw when the markets are down. So it's impractical when you actually think about the 4% rule because it's all theory driven. It's not related to real life and what we would do as humans. I'm going to leave that thought with you guys. And I guess the last point I'll make is if the fire number is 800,000 for us, then that means potentially from a 400,000 euros, we could be potentially adopting some form of semi-retirement exactly from the concept from Flamingo Fire from the moneyflamingo.com website. So really, I see us so close now to potentially being in a Flamingo Fire position and potentially adopting 
some form of slower financial independence and some sort of semi-retirement lifestyle if we wanted to. And again, this is all about choice. Fundamentally, this is all about choice. You see, I always think one of the great things about financial independence is when you do start saving and building a portfolio, even if it's a small portfolio to start with, or even if it's just a little bit of emergency cash, it gives so much more freedom because financial stress is a huge stress set. Personally, I think if the fire movement does nothing more than take that away from our lives, then it's achieved what it's here to achieve. As always, if you have any questions on this episode, drop me a line at michael at firepodcast.ie and I look forward to catching you on the next episode. <laughs>